Welcome to the Life Launch Podcast. My name is Heather Borsma. I'm a certified business coach who helps mama entrepreneurs double their business with more heart and less hustle. Want to learn how? Let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Life Launch Podcast. This is actually our last official episode of season one, which is very exciting. We started this back in September, and now I think this will be our 35th episode. So that's kind of fun. And it's a very special one because we have another special guest. And this guest is also my best friend, Alicia McKay. And she is a marriage and family therapist. And she's just one of the most compassionate, kind, loving, caring, empathetic people that I know, which is why (laughs) I like her a lot. Um, And she's going to talk to us about creating safety in our business. And before we dive into that, hi, Welcome here. Hey. Hello. Such kind words. Yes, they're all very true. I have many more I could say, but mm, it's not really the point of this episode. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but thanks for being here oh, and no, being willing to share from your, your time and your experience. And uh, tell us a little bit about you for those who don't know you. Mm-hmm. Which is probably everybody listening to this. Um, well, as you mentioned, my name's Alicia. I am a marriage and family therapist uh, or registered clinical counselor here in BC. I have been working as a therapist for almost 10 years now, actually. So it's been a long time. It's been a long go. Um, and I love it. It's like, it's my life's work. It's what I'm passionate about. Um, it is what grows me and pushes me to, to keep growing myself. And it's such a joy for me and an honor to walk alongside people, um, who are struggling in any capacity and who want to, you know, find, themselves at home with themselves. I work exclusively at this point. Now that I'm in private practice, I work exclusively with women. I see women of all sorts, women struggling through identity issues, maybe stress and anxiety, grief, you know, moms who are dealing with um, motherhood (laughs) as that comes up. It's just where I love to be and what I love to do. Such a joy for me. So yeah, it's a little bit about my work. So good. And you're also a mama. I am also a mom. Yes, there's that part of my life too. So I'm a wife and a mom of three kiddos. I have two boys that are seven and five and my daughter is two. So life is full and busy and wonderful and all of the things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So today I knew I wanted to talk to you about processing emotions because it's something that you have a lot of knowledge and skill and experience in, and it's something that I'm really passionate about as well. And I specifically wanted to talk about that in the context of business, because something that I see a lot in myself and in my clients is that being an entrepreneur is constantly stepping outside of what feels safe. Mm -hmm. And though that can be thrilling and fun at times. In other situations, it can be totally dysregulating and feels completely unsafe Mm -hmm. and everything within us resists it and fights against it and doesn't want to do it. And Mm -hmm. yet it seems like it is the path 
of entrepreneurship? Why, like, first of all, let's just go to the basics. Like, why is safety important for us as humans? Like, why do we work so hard to feel safe all the time? Yeah, that's a really good place to start. I think, you know, we're wired for connection and healing and um, safety, essentially, right? Like, we are wired for that. Even if you kind of look back to like, kind of an evolutionary standpoint, right? At the beginning of humanity, you know, the way that humanity functioned was we needed to be safe in order to survive. It was survival mode for them, right? And so I think if we look at it that way, we're really biologically wired for safety. Um, And that, of course, has evolved over time and, and throughout history. But I think that basic core need for safety, physical safety, first and foremost, that has always been present for us. And it always will be a need. You know, you think of a baby that's born completely helpless to their parents. And what does that baby need? It just the basics of like someone to nourish that baby and just hold that baby and provide a place, a safe place for that baby to sleep and eat and survive. Thinking about it as like a core need that we cannot escape, I think is important because then it hopefully alleviates some of the shame that we might feel when we have that overwhelming desire to feel safe. Like, Hey, it's okay. You're allowed to want that. You're allowed to need that because your body is in fact wired to need that. And then you think of it relationally too. We need each other. We need relationships. We need a sense of comfort and um, emotional safety with the people around us. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that really translates into a lot of different things in our culture today in terms of business. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you are in, you're entering into this world of entrepreneurship where that safety isn't a guarantee that financial safety or that even emotional or mental safety of like, I have a nine to five job that I know is going to be there no matter what. Right. So I think that idea of safety really gets kind of toyed with a lot more for, for business owners, doesn't it? Yeah. It's well, not- when you talk about like relational safety, mm-hmm. a lot of the women I coach are solo entrepreneurs. I am a, yeah. well, mostly solo entrepreneur. I have an assistant that I work with part-time, but a lot of the times we're on our own and we're trying to figure it out on our own. And we even feel pressure to be able to do it all on our own. And so I think, yeah, that really brings up a whole other part of this that I wasn't even thinking about is that that can often feel like it's unsafe for us because we're doing it by ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think you're right about that. That's a really good point. When you're on your own, you're you're taking care of so many of your needs and, and maybe you even go into like overdrive with that sometimes of like forgetting that you can reach out or that there are supports around you, hopefully, mm-hmm. right? Ideally, but yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Like what a risk you take, not just like financially and business wise, but relationally you take risks too by leaving the workforce where, you know, you have coworkers around you or you know, choosing to do your own thing at home while while you're raising your kids. Like it's, yeah, yeah. It's a really good, really good piece to keep in mind. And obviously, like you said, we could probably take a whole different path down that direction. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, where are we going with this? Let's. (laughs) I know now we have to really just talk all about 
creating relational safety in your business. Yeah. That might be another episode. Yes. Um, I think that would be actually really good. But today mm-hmm. I want to talk more about, let's say you are the solo entrepreneur and let's say yeah. you're stepping out in, in so many different ways. And you know, too, because you're doing your own business now too. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to create a website that is going to display who I am and what I offer to the world. And then I'm just going to put it out there potentially to everybody. And at the same time, potentially to nobody, <laughs> Right, <laughs> which both are so scary. Oh, it's so scary. It's so true. And it can send oh. us into a bit of a tailspin. Like what is going on in our bodies when we put something like that out into the world, like let's just say a website or let's say you get on stories and you talk Mm -hmm. about, again, something that really matters to you personally or is something that you're offering to the world that could be met by thousands of eyes or no eyes. Like why Mm -hmm. is that so terrible? It feels terrible. (laughs) When you're, when you're putting yourself out there through a website or through an online presence of any sort, which I know a lot of the moms listening to this are doing that or are in the process of doing that. Of course it brings up emotions because you're really doing something vulnerable. You're sharing yourself, like the essence of who you are with the world, with the hope that someone will respond to it. Like, let's hope that when you publish that website, somebody's seeing it, right? I mean, that's the that's the hope and that's the goal. But you're right. There is such a risk involved in that, that all those emotions that come up, fear, anxiety. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense that, that when you open yourself up to being seen by others, particularly if that's something that maybe you've struggled with in the past, and maybe you haven't. And it can still be scary, Mm -hmm. but maybe that's been hard for you historically, you know, to, to be seen and to be known truly. Um, Maybe it's hard for you to be seen on a grand scale. Like I'd Mm -hmm. say that that's my fear around, you know, letting myself be seen on a bigger platform. I'm great with one-on-one. I'm great with my clients, but the fear of like judgment or whatever it might be. It's easy to understand why we feel fear and insecurity and all that when we're putting ourselves out there, we're being vulnerable, we're sharing like who we are in some way, what we have to offer. So do you have any advice for how we can feel more safe when we're taking a risk like that? Yeah, I think really what, comes to mind for me is like asking myself, well, am I connected with myself right now? Like, am I able to, first of all, recognize that I'm having this emotion? The reality is, is a lot of us are disconnected from our feelings. We've lived in a culture where that's not taught. Like we're not taught to name and recognize and be with our emotions, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of us think, oh yeah, that's a basic thing. But when it really comes down to it, we don't know what to do. And that's no fault of our own. That's just how, that's just how things have been. So I think that recognizing, naming that we have this feeling coming up. I think what's important to note about emotions is that we first and foremost feel them and experience them in our bodies. So sometimes we think an emotion is actually thought crosses our mind and we think it's a feeling, but it's important to remember that we experience them first in our bodies. That's where they live. 
an example of that might be, okay, you're about to hit publish on that website, let's say, and you feel this like overwhelming nausea in your stomach, right? Just those butterflies or that uncomfortable feeling, you know, you feel when you're nervous and you might just kind of go, oh my gosh, like I'm really recognizing this feeling right now. Like, oof, that's, that's pretty heavy. That's intense. Like what's going on right now? And even just bringing your awareness to that physical sensation in your body is an amazing way to start connecting with yourself, to actually start to to build a relationship with yourself, which then in turn helps you build a better relationship with your emotions. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah. totally. So it's like acknowledging it. And I think maybe why people don't want to acknowledge it is because I think we have this fear that like if we admit it and we draw attention to it, then it's going to get bigger and it's going to last longer. And is that true? Is that that what happens? Oh, I know it feels like it's true, doesn't it? And that is you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly why we avoid or repress our feelings because they feel really scary and overwhelming. And we think exactly what you said. We think if I give space to this feeling, if I acknowledge it, we might think that we're just kind of pandering to ourselves or something. But in reality, feeling just stays parked in our bodies. And often it'll just grow and it'll grow into something like a symptom that might look like anxiety or depression or physical like health issues, right? I mean, I know that's a bit extreme, but that's kind of what happens when we when we repress or withhold our emotions, keep them trapped inside of us. And so, yeah, your question around what, whether or not that's right, it, it's not, it's not right. We, we think that, but in reality, the beautiful thing is, is when we name and validate our emotions, we're actually giving them space to be seen and noticed. And it has this beautiful way of, just coming up and out of our Mm. bodies, which is the process that emotions want to have. Mm. They don't want to stay parked. They don't want to stay stifled. They actually want to move. They want to move up and out of your body and and some sort of release. It's hard though to do that when when it feels like it's a really big, scary emotion. I I have compassion for that because I, I struggle with that too sometimes. Mm-hmm. If we're going to do something big and scary mm-hmm. and we notice that this emotion's coming up in us and we name it and we take some time to connect with ourselves about that. Yeah. I think some of us then at that point just don't take the action. We're like, mm. okay, I'm super anxious about this, whatever. So one of the responses to that can be, I'm not going to do it. Mm. If yeah. we do that all the time, we we have not a business because (laughs) it requires so much massive action. So how do we show up anyways? Mm -hmm. If we approach ourselves with compassion, I think that's a really good place to start. Mm -hmm. So those big feelings show up and rather than shaming ourselves for them or judging ourselves and saying, "Ugh, what is wrong with you? Why are you feeling this way? You know, this is dumb. This isn't rational. Like, come on, be logical. Whatever story we might tell ourselves, right, about this emotion that we're having. Or we do the other thing and we just avoid it and override it as though it's not there. Then, yeah, I think that keeps us stuck. We might be able to function and do things, but are we doing them to the fullest capacity and with 
from a place of um, peace with ourselves or being at rest? Or are we doing it out of anxiety or fear? Meeting yourself in that place is really important. Coming back to this idea of self-compassion, the way I love to describe self-compassion is just kind of imagining yourself, like how would you talk to a friend? You're struggling with launching something in your business or making a decision, taking action on something. And you're hearing that chorus of voices in your head and um, you're feeling all those big emotions show up and it's getting overwhelming. And so you might just think, okay, well, if my best friend was sitting here right now and she was telling me this is how she was feeling, what would I say to her? You know, someone you care for and love, would you shame them? Would you tell them to suck it up and just get over it? Probably not. You'd have some compassion. You'd have some understanding and you'd empathize with how hard this is and you'd be there with them. And so if you turn that around on yourself, you know, I think that's a really beautiful way to meet yourself in a difficult space. You know, it might sound like something like this, you know, this is hard. I'm really feeling this fear about taking this next step. Um, it's so overwhelming and I, I'm feeling that overwhelm like in my chest. It just feels like, sort of like this big wave of heaviness just gripping me. But you know what, fear, I see you. I recognize that you're here and I know you're probably trying to help me in some way. And I acknowledge that and I, and I, and I notice that about you and I thank you for being here. And then you decide in that moment based on, you know, how, how that feels to be with that part. You decide if you need to just be with that part for a while, or if you can just kind of with gratitude, thank that, that feeling for showing up and saying, Hey, but you know what? I think we're good. Mm. I know what's actually true. And you go back to all those things that you know, to be true. You access those thoughts, those ex positive experiences you've had. And you make that choice to kind of step into that because here's uh -huh. the thing with emotion. You always have choice. You always have choice. It can feel really overwhelming, but when you stop and slow down rather than try to just mow over those feelings that like we so often do as humans, you will recognize that you actually have this capacity to choose what you do next. Mm. So good. There's two concepts that I've been thinking about lately. One is that we find safety in being busy. Mm. Some of us choose to stay in busy because it feels safe. And yeah. I teach a lot in my programs about building a life and a business that you love and creating a lot of space in your life for things outside of your business so that your business isn't running your life, but that it's actually just supporting the vision of your life. But I think that actually doesn't feel safe for some people. Mm -hmm. Like being busy actually feels safe. Yeah. What do you think about that? Do you think that's true? I mean, I'm just making this up. But. No. Oh, I think you're totally right about that. I think some of us use busyness as a way to numb our feelings, mm. <laughs> to be honest. I know that sounds a bit harsh, but we all do this, right, in some capacity. Like whether it's eating more than we know we need to, or whether it's over exercising, or whether it's clicking purchase on that online shopping cart for the third time today, what, you know, yeah. and there's no shame in any of these things. Let me be clear. But I think 
Um, there's a lot of ways that we numb big feelings. And so my question would be to, to someone who is maybe kind of recognizing that in themselves, like, huh, that is, that seems to resonate for me. I am actually really scared when I stop moving. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with myself. I don't like the silence. Like I just heard from a couple of clients today, actually, that when they are given the opportunity to go and rest, they don't want to take it because they're terrified of what thoughts might come up and what they'll have to deal with when those feelings arise. Right. Right. So this is common. This Mm -hmm. is not, this is nothing to be ashamed of. I think it's just a really good kind of indicator of, okay, well, where am I at? A good point to be curious about. How can we create some safety for ourselves in the step of resting from our business, in the step of taking a day off, of turning off our phone at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. and not looking at it for the rest of the night. Like I think a lot of us feel like our business will not keep growing unless our hand is on it at all times. And so if we step away, I mean, that's one of the stories, right? Is if we step away, it will stop. But Mm -hmm. also if we step away and there's peace and quiet, what's going to come up? We need to make a decision of, are we willing to encounter some of those feelings that might show up when we do take some rest? So if you're not, that's okay. You're not. But those feelings will stick around. They will not go anywhere. They will eventually kind of scream to be attended to. I think if we want to cultivate even just a healthier relationship with ourselves as moms, as business owners, because as we know, our emotions, they do not shut off around business or motherhood. We can't compartmentalize them. If anything, they're going to show up stronger in some ways. So I think if we want to actually like do this in a way that's healthy out of a place of rest and emotional health, it's important to make that decision to accept the fact that, okay, I need to face some of these feelings that might be coming up. I need to ask myself like, hey, what is it that feels so scary about being still with my thoughts and my feelings here? Mm -hmm. Because I think work is a beautiful thing. But when work is used as a tool to sort of numb us from feeling more deeply and encountering ourselves a little bit more intimately, that can be a detriment to us in the long run. So action steps, how do we do that? First, we have to want it. We have to want it. Hmm. And I want to say too that for a lot of us, feelings are not safe. So it's probably a good idea that if you feel like your feelings are really overwhelming and you're really not in a place where you can sit with them on your own, please, like I encourage you to find someone that feels emotionally safe to you to talk to about that and to sit with you in those emotions. Because sometimes we can't do that by ourselves at first, Mm -hmm. if this is something that we really do struggle with and that we feel stuck in. Mm -hmm. There's There is absolutely no shame in reaching out for support, whether that be a friend or a counselor or partner, whoever. But if you're feeling like, okay, I'm in a space where this is going to be uncomfortable, but it's not going to cause me (laughs) extreme amounts of distress, Mm -hmm. then I think it's just getting real with yourself and taking that step. Like you said, that kind of a baby step of, okay, today, this scares the heck out of me, but I'm going to turn off my phone at 4 p.m. And then you're going to feel, you're going to feel 
all of that stuff coming I up. I can feel it right now. Right? I'm thinking about it. Right? Oh my goodness. I left my phone behind yesterday and I panicked. I had like a full on, like kind of ragey response. And I realized, mm-hmm. wow, this is a bit terrifying. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm without my phone for an hour and this is the impact this has on me. Those feelings came up for me and those feelings will come up for you if you make a decision to create a boundary for yourself to kind of slow down, give yourself some rest in your work. And here's the thing. Here's the where the real like work and transformation happens. Sit with that feeling. Stay with that feeling. Mm-hmm. Don't rush off to like bake something or play with your kids or fill it with something else. Just sit there and notice it and let yourself feel it. And it's going to be uncomfortable. We've probably been trying to avoid that feeling for a long time. If we've been a bit kind of addicted to working or mm-hmm. feeling like, you know, we're finding so much purpose in our work. Mm-hmm. And so kind of coming back to what we were saying before, notice what you're feeling in your body. Notice if there's any physical sensations that come up and be with that feeling. Does that make sense when I say be Mm -hmm. with that feeling? I think so. I mean, I always use the visual. It's so weird. I think I've told you this before (laughs) of like the feeling is like this giant marshmallowy pillowy cloud in front of me and I try to imagine myself like falling into the the cloud of it instead of away from it and it doesn't it's not like um like a warm fuzzy lovely feeling but I try to think of myself as leaning into it yes and there's everything inside of me when I do that, even after practicing this for several years, still mm-hmm. wants to run away and still yeah. wants to shame myself and still wants to think this means something has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm getting better at going like, no, this is just the part where I feel something that's hard and yes. I actually am built for this. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Was- created in a way where I have the capacity to be able to do this. And those kind of stories help. It's like, Mm -hmm. I know you need to feel it in your body, but I find it helpful to get my brain on board with it too, by kind of encouraging myself through it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Your brain and your body are all connected, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not about isolating one from the other but it's about bringing the body in too, because we've been a real kind of mind and brain. I love that image actually of the marshmallow, just (laughs) because it's actually, you're leaning into something soft, even Mm -hmm. though it kind of feels scary and it's outside of you, but you're making that choice to trust yourself enough Mm -hmm. to say, Hey, I was designed for this. Mm -hmm. And that is the amazing thing is your body is designed to heal like think about how your body heals from a cut mm-hmm. or a broken bone emotionally and mentally you're designed to heal too so no matter what struggles you've had in your life no matter how you know stuck you feel around processing emotions or even naming and acknowledging you have them there is always room to heal like mm-hmm. this is a practice that can be learned and transformation can absolutely happen Yeah. Well, it's almost like you're learning, but you're actually more unlearning. Yeah. Right. Like if your body is designed to heal itself, 
then we need to unlearn all of the behaviors that we've put in place that keep us from healing. It's like having a cut and then sticking sand in there and purposefully like jamming our finger in when it starts to scab over. Like we have to almost actively try to not heal. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love that. I love that word unlearning because that's just it. It's like, what is our nature? Our nature is to heal. Our our nature is to feel like we are created with the capacity to feel and without feeling we wouldn't know safety. We wouldn't, without fear and anxiety, we wouldn't know to keep out of moving traffic. Like, right. right? These are necessary things. Yeah. And so really the issue with emotions is that when they become distressing, it's because we've actually avoided them. Not that we've paid too much attention to them, generally speaking. So you're right. It is kind of this unlearning of like, wow, I've thought these things about emotions that I had to hide them or that they weren't safe to feel. Yeah. And usually that's learned behaviors. That's stuff we've learned, but it's unlearning that that's actually the truth about them. Yeah. Unlearning almost takes more work than learning sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. One more area where I want to talk about safety. So we've talked about safety in taking risks and why that feels unsafe and how to kind of approach that. And then safety in busyness and actually taking some steps to step away from busyness and see what's coming up there and have compassion with ourselves. The other area where I'm really interested in talking about safety is people feeling really unsafe to be successful. And this is another really interesting and kind of fascinating thing that I've observed in myself and in my clients is that we are, it sounds stupid. Like, and some people listening might be like, Oh gosh, that's so annoying. I'm like, I'm scared of being so successful, (laughs) Um, but it really is a thing. Like I think some of us sabotage ourselves and our businesses And I've noticed it in myself, like myself pulling back before there might be like this next level or this breakthrough Mm -hmm. because, and again, having the compassion to realize it's not because I'm, there's something wrong with me. It's not because I can't do it. It's not because of anything. It's like it, Mm -hmm. in some way, it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel safe to go to -hmm. that level, even maybe of making a certain amount of money or having a certain amount of impact or reach. Yeah. So Again, why do you think we don't feel safe being successful? Like, where does that come from? Does that even make sense? Yes, it definitely makes sense. And you're right. This is a common thing that we come up against. I think women experience it in a very unique way too, Mm -hmm. because we've been socialized to be just kind of the helper and the support system as opposed to like the star. Yeah. I think we we cringe at that a little bit because there's this kind of innate like discomfort almost of like oh to be successful what would that look like to people and how would i deal with that kind of success and that kind of enjoyment and pleasure and mm. feeling of of accomplishment right mm-hmm. and here's the thing like they've done so much research on on emotions and we tend to think like the emotions that make us most uncomfortable are things that are like grief, sadness, and fear. But they've actually found that 
emotions like happiness and joy can be just as uncomfortable for people Hmm. because there's almost this sense of like, well, it could all be taken away then if Mm -hmm. I feel it, you know, what, what happens if it goes away Mm -hmm. and that could be an element of this too. If Mm -hmm. I let myself grow bigger, what happens when I let it go or I drop the ball and suddenly Mm -hmm. that that goes away Mm or I'm not doing as well as I did last month Mm -hmm. or I'm not seeing as many clients as I did two months ago. I mean, these are really real possibilities, I think, in business. And so we are very careful about holding on to those emotions of like enjoyment and pleasure and satisfaction with ourselves. Mm. It can feel really tender and really fragile, Mm. vulnerable. Yeah. Embrace those because we kind of fear that they could be taken away. Mm. We could lose them. Yeah. That's so interesting. It's like when things get really good, Mm -hmm. then worry that they might not always be this good. And will it be so much harder to lose it if I really let myself enjoy it? How do we create safety for ourselves in that then? Mm -hmm. If we want to keep moving towards a goal and success can be by any definition, it doesn't have to be money or Mm -hmm. influence or whatever. Success could be like, I have a business where I work only the hours I want to work and I'm not on my phone all the time and I'm present with my kids and I'm growing my business and nobody else understands it because I'm not a teacher or a lawyer or a doctor or something that other people might recognize as successful. Like how do we create safety for ourselves in that, in that entrepreneurship success, whatever our definition of that is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that question. And I think creating your own definition of success Mm -hmm. almost, what do I want to see happen? it might just be some of the same things you were saying of like acknowledging what's coming up and, and being compassionate with ourselves. But I'm almost thinking of like in our nervous system Mm. when Mm -hmm. we are feeling dysregulated Mm. and that dysregulation is maybe coming from, for me, I had a month last year where I made $50,000 in a month and Mm. that felt very unsafe Mm. for me. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure why, but I think it's some of the things you said of like, will I lose this? Like, what will people think? Like, what if I can't replicate this again? In that, had I had some tools to like help regulate myself, to help feel more safe in that, Mm -hmm. I I wonder, in some ways, I feel like this year, I don't know if I've self-sabotaged or Mm -hmm. I, I feel like there's a part of it that I haven't had that same result because there's a part of me that actually doesn't feel safe having that result. And so I'm just curious Mm. about if there's ways that we can help ourselves feel more safe in a result that actually sounds really good that people might think, what, why would you ever be scared of that? Because there are a way that we can regulate ourselves and like, yeah, you experienced this amazing result in a month and that came out of a lot of hard work, but also was surprising for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was really good, but it was really new. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's important to remember that when something good happens, if it's something new to us and it's something unfamiliar, that can actually be really uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, like something that surprises us in a way, it's not always good. It doesn't always feel good. I should say. Mm -hmm. So the fact that like, 
you might be experiencing something good in your business and it still scares you a bit. I think that's a perfect opportunity to, again, like give yourself compassion and say, wow, I am so proud of myself for having this big win, but I'm also terrified because I've never done this before. Mm. Like I've never made this much money before. I've never seen these many clients before. I've never made this many sales before. It's new, right? Mm. So remembering that anything new that comes into our life, it will kind of upset our nervous system. It will sort of cause some dysregulation to our bodies as good as it might be, because Mm -hmm. it's different Mm -hmm. and our bodies are learning, okay, how do I process this? How do I hold space for this? Mm -hmm. So something that we might do to take care of our nervous system, when we do recognize that, like, this is causing some distress for me, or I am feeling really off or dysregulated, as we might say, this is so simple, but it really has an amazing effect on our bodies and our nervous systems, calming ourselves through breath in the moment, just giving yourself the space to slow down Mm -hmm. and take five or six deep breaths. That actually has an effect of calming us in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be really important if you're feeling dysregulated for any reason, right? You're feeling like you made a decision in your business and your heart starts pounding and you're freaking out and you're wondering, should I have done that? Can I do that? Is this allowed? What? So yeah, attending to your body again. I know I keep coming back to this idea of like being present with your body. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like ground zero here, you know, to know ourselves and to be connected to ourselves and really understand what's going on for ourselves. We do have to have a relationship with both our minds and our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, a really simple step. But that's yeah. something you can do to calm, to bring that, bring that immediate calm to yourself. Yeah. Because you'll know, like when you're, you know, if you're dysregulated, you're not able to think creatively. You're not mm-hmm. even really able to think rationally often. Mm-hmm. And if you want to build your business and do that in a way that's creative and connected, yeah, you need your body and your nervous system do need to be in a in a regulated place. Um, oh, this has been so good. Thank you for going on this journey with me. Thank you for answering all my random questions that I didn't prepare you for <laughs> at all. Um, all I told Alicia was I want to talk about emotions. <laughs> so you really went with it. You rolled with it. But I had one question that I wanted to ask that's unrelated to. Yes. Well, maybe not. I had this thought today. If you were to ever write a book, what would it be about? Oh, what would I write about? Well, I think it would be a book sharing my personal story mm-hmm. because that is a real thriller <laughs> and <laughs> drama and comedy and dramedy all mixed together. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, yeah, as you know, there's a lot uh-huh. there. It's good, some good stuff there. <laughs> but I would write it in weave my story into how to come home to yourself and what that actually looks like. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that's a bit of an elusive, vague topic. (laughs) Like, what does that mean? But really like how I have found connection with myself through encountering my own emotions and being present to myself and showing myself compassion 
and how that's really just transformed my life and the way I live. So yeah, that's what I'd write my book about. Yeah. <laughs> and when, when does this book come out? <laughs> <laughs> oh my, my kids need to grow up a little. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, well, maybe you can co-write it with me. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, yes. obviously we have to write our cloud and Townsend book. At some we, point. I know but seriously. before we die, before we die, <laughs> this is so fun. I feel like I could talk to you. Well, obviously I could talk to you for many we more obviously, hours. Yes. Just turn on. off the recording and then continue our conversation. <laughs> but no, thank you for hanging out. If mm-hmm. people want to connect with you, how do they do that? Can they work with you? Who's allowed to work with you? <laughs> right. Well, at the moment, I am in the process of uh, hitting publish on that website. Yes. <laughs> it is so close to being finished. So I hope that that will be ready to go in the next few weeks here. Amazing. But that website will be alishamckaytherapy.com. If you do want to work with me, if you're a woman of any kind, <laughs> um, really, truly, I I am open to seeing women from, you know, around 17 years old and up. If you're wanting to work through something like past trauma, even working on just some strategies around managing your stress and anxiety, or you're feeling, you know, low mood and maybe some grief has shown up in your life. Um, I would be so happy to work with you and yeah. Should I share my email or just leave that well, me? I can put all that in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And okay. they have to be from BC, right? They do. Yes. I'm sorry. Don't get your hopes up. If you're listening and you're in Manitoba or Ontario, not yet. Not yet. Work on getting this girl to get her Canadian, (laughs) whatever. Yes. The the proper certification, it will come eventually, but yes, right now, if you're in BC, anywhere in BC, um, you can come see me in person or we can work together online. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks again for hanging out thank you for having me thanks everyone for tuning in and listening and I hope that you all got something that you can take away from this whether it's about safety in taking risks or in letting go of the busyness or in the success or it seems like you could apply this in many different ways that you might not be feeling safe in your business thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode if you found it helpful follow along and give us a quick review so that we can get the more heart less hustle message into the hands of more women and if you want to take this work even deeper, come check out Life Launch. It's my monthly coaching membership where we take all of these ideas and we apply them to your life so you can get the incredible results for yourself. Check it out at heatherborsma.com. We'll see you next week.